It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another evening of motorsports conversation here on the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. You are listening to the Stock Car Show presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Hunter Smith, Cisco Scaramuza and Chris Murdoch all with you today, along with Bill Holt, who is behind the glass, punching all the right buttons. And I believe we have a Ben Rhodes. We have a Ben Rhodes. I know because I just got him on the phone (laughs) via the race chaser hotline, or as I like to call the race chaser bat phone. I guess tonight it could be the race chaser Ben phone. We'll uh, bring Ben Rhodes out and welcome him to the show. We haven't had Ben on one of our radio shows. It's been a a long time. Ben, welcome back. Good to have you back on. And man, you were a lot of fun to watch last uh, Monday for a while. (laughs) <laughs> well, for a while, um, I appreciate you guys having me back on again. It has been a while, and uh, we were the ones to watch for a while. We had, man, we had such a fast 41 Ford F-150. It's just a shame that we couldn't close it out because we led like 136 or 140 laps, uh, you know, won the first two stages, um, and then we had trouble on pit road, and then that, that, that ended our day. The funny thing is that we had the truck pretty well tuned up and ready to go while we were leading the race. But once we got in the pack, uh, we were overheating substantially. I mean, a lot. Like, I thought I was going to have to come in under green flag wow. and pit and pull some tape. Um, so that's that kind of hindered. We started losing power, and uh, we were about to start pushing water, and I just kind of had to hang on with what I had until our last pit stop. And that's that's kind of why we, we were back there. And then uh, we got to stop, I guess, 20 laps until the end, or 30, 40 laps until the end. We got the tape pulled, and... Tried to make the gains at that time, but man, as you know, at Martinsville, once it gets down to the checkered flag, you're just a pinball. His memory is quite good, by the way, Tom. Uh, I just looked <laughs> up the exact number, 134 <laughs> of 250 wow. laps. He was he was good. He was really good. Well, uh, you know, the, the it occurred to me, Ben, do, do I have this straight in my head that at one point at least you were doing some boxing? I was, I was, and actually I'm trying to get back into it this year. Over the off-season, um, I had to take a little break, uh, but the gym that I go to is a uh, MMA gym and also a, a CrossFit, and uh, uh do the training with the CrossFit, and on days when I can be a gym rat and I can stay in there for, you know, a really long time, um, you know, I do the boxing as well. Last year I focused mainly on the boxing, now I'm doing some uh, some other stuff with it, but it's a lot of fun. It's it's and plus nobody really wants to mess with. Well, at least I think they don't want to mess with you. After you do that. It'd be their loss, right? Well, well, you would hope anyway. Uh well, the reason I was asking is cuz I was manning Three Wide Life's Twitter over the weekend and and I was trying real hard when you got back in the pack there to think about how to say Ben Rhodes has been a boxer in the past. He's going to have to start throwing some left and right hooks pretty quickly in 140 <laughs> characters or less. And my, my 50-year-old brain just wouldn't let me do that. But, but, Tom, you've got 280 characters on Twitter now. 
Oh, really? They doubled it? Yeah. I probably could have made oh, it. Yeah. See, you know, I, I'm a little behind when it comes to the social media stuff. <laughs> but uh, I just I it was funny just thinking about that because, you know, left hook, right hook, left bumper, right bumper, you know, however you want to make it. But you, I'm thinking he's going to have to make some good time. And you actually did come back up through the field a couple of different times but it just wasn't to be for you and you ended up 12 but that was a very impressive run and how cool would that have been to win with uh the sponsor's car and of course you know the family business that would have been that's almost like a hometown win for you oh it would have been a it would have been a huge win for me it only would have been my second win if, if i got that um you know and a grandfather clock who doesn't want one of those so it would have been huge but I mean, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. We had, to, like I said, we had some missions on pit road. We're we're working on resolving those and making sure that we're good for the future races. And um, you know, when we do get in the playoffs, that it's going to be full throttle, no looking back. But yeah, I was um, I was a little worried we were going to have to start throwing some left and right hooks as well. I was uh, <laughs> trying. We made we made a couple really good runs trying to come to the front, and every time I would pass, you know, three, four, five trucks, yep. I would get put, you know pushed all the way up the racetrack three wide several different occasions and lose pretty much everything that i i had gained uh, just a really really crazy and and, and wild race um uh, in that mid pack kind of kind of more wild than i i remember <laughs> hey, hey ben hunter smith here so i had a question for you and being a racer myself i know how important teammates are in this sport and you know, you got a whole slew of them over there, and I just kind of wanted to know how much do you value having guys like Matt Crafton and Grant Infinger, and even a you know a, a new young young shoe like yourself and Myatt Snyder over there, and how much do you really lean on them and kind of ask questions going to some of these tracks that they may have a little bit more experience over you? You know, it's 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 so important to have good teammates. It, it really does make or break kind of your season, you know, and not in the sense that uh, your performance is on the track so much, but makes and breaks, you know, the the morale and, and just the whole outlook on the season, right? You know, those are people that you have to work with each and every each and every weekend, each and every day. Um, and so when you have a really good teammate like Matt Crafton, Myatt Snyder, Grandin Finger, people that are easy to work with and that can be your friends on and off the track, it just makes it enjoyable. It makes the morale in the shop that much better. You know, and if something happens to us, you know, the, we have somebody to cheer for. It, it's just really cool to see that. And then everybody works together so well. There's no information that's ever withheld. Everybody shares so freely. Um, and you see that on the track. You see that. Everybody qualified this past weekend, one, two, three, and then ninth place. So, I mean, everybody's in the top ten. We swept the top three. Um, that just shows how how well the team works together when, when you have that close of, uh, of a qualifying spots. I mean, it, it just shows that. So, I feel like it's been a huge help this year between myself, Grant, my uh matt you know just whether it's a help for them or not i feel like it's a help for us just having that that support if we focus more on you ben you know coming off of martinsville and and i know there's got to be just a little bit of frustration in the back of your mind but leaving that behind moving on to dover i know you've got so uh, quite a bit of time to forget about martinsville and, and focus on dover here in may so what are you looking forward to in Dover, is there anything that you like or anything you don't like about the track? Are, are you looking forward to Dover? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of my favorite racetracks on the schedule, and I, I'm not one of the people that has favorites, honestly. Um, I'm I'm more of a driver that my favorite track is where I went at. So when when you talk about going back somewhere like Dover, 
I'm just, I always just line up. I, I just enjoy it. And I feel like Miles the Monster actually owes us a few races, whether that's in the K&N series or the truck series. We've always performed well, but we haven't got the finish. And, I mean, I say it all the time. It just sounds so horrible, but uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like Martinsville. We performed well. We just didn't get the finish. Um, but that happened last year at, at, at Dover. And it gives me so much excitement to go back to a track that I know – we led, I think at Dover, we led 134 laps that last year or, or something like that, very similar to Martinsville. So I, I'm just I'm just pumped. I, I'm looking forward to this one just as much as any of them. Now, Ben, two things here. Number one, you of all people ought to know that Miles the Monster doesn't owe anybody anything. He takes more than <laughs> he owes. But uh, you and I were talking Monday after the race on Pit Road, and – I've known you for a long time and known you probably to be just as critical about all the little things that happen as anybody else, Eddie, or anybody on your 41 team are at the end of a race where things don't go quite right. What were the conversations like for you guys? I mean, how do you get behind your pit crew? I know you said there's going to be some changes made, but how do you get behind your guys, pump them up, and make them realize, hey, we've got to, We've just got to get back in this and, and go out and do what we know how to do here? Oh, man, that's tough. It's, it's such, a, such a delicate balance. I mean, um, you know, we, I've, we've tried. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say we've tried. We we try to always be supportive of everybody on the team, whether that's mechanics, crew chief, myself. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes last year. I've made mistakes in the past that every team I've been with. Um, but everybody has to be supportive of one another. That's, that's just how a team works. Um, but when there are certain things that are happening over and over and you start to see patterns develop, um, you know, you can't let uh, one thing bring a whole team down. So we do have to make some changes. We do have to implement some new um, – some new things and some new, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like concepts, some new strategies, uh, stuff that we have to do because we can't, it's not fair to the mechanics who, who work on this truck, my team, you know, from 7 in the morning to 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, and they, they don't have a scratch on the truck. And then, uh, you know, we, we come out from 1st to 15th, and, and then the truck is, re- you know, just totally, totally wrecked from, it's Martinsville, so you can expect it. But uh, it was nice. It was sure nice while it lasted that we didn't really have a scratch on the truck. So, um, and it looked like that's how the day was going to go. So it, it's disappointing when you see that, especially for the guys. Like I said, they put in so much work. So you have to be fair to everybody involved. You have to be supportive of everybody involved. It, but it is a delicate situation. It's 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 just like anything else in life. You have to have a really strong team surrounding you if you want to be successful. You've obviously seen it in this series already this year and I think we saw it on Monday the depth of field when you see somebody like Todd Gilliland who's already challenging and challenged you at points for the lead could have been a factor for a win and then other interlopers like Kyle Benjamin John Hunter who won the race I mean this could be the deepest truck series field we've seen in a long time how tough do you feel like it's going to be to be able to crack through get the win or wins that you may need to get into the playoffs because is it already four races in? Looks like that's going to be a tall order. It's going to be tough getting in the playoffs, but honestly, I don't, I don't see it being any tougher than it had been in years past. It's, it's just always tough. It's, it's NASCAR, you know, and um, it's not, it's not something that I'm, I'm saying it's, you know, going to be uh, impossible or, or putting a mental block on myself. In fact, I see this as the year that uh, we're going to go win the championship. 
this is the year that I see that my team is going to have success, and we're not going to let anything hold us back. So when we see people like Kyle Benjamin, Todd Gill, and those guys coming in and being fast, you know, we, we kind of we kind of assume that. You know, they're stepping into really good equipment. But at the same time, we know they're good drivers, and uh, with that, we know what type of drivers they are. So Todd Gillen be a, being a young driver and, and knowing his background in the k and series and uh, some late model starts he made, I know he's a hard charger, so I know I know what his kind of strategy is getting in there. I kind of know how Kyle Benjamin races. I'm being kind of a, a student of the game and, and learning my competitors as much as possible. So when I have people stepping in, it's really no surprise to me on how they do or what I should expect during the race. Going into some tracks that you're very happy about. I am curious, though, because last summer you had a good performance at a place where I don't know that anybody expected you to have a good performance. You do have a heat race win on your record at Eldora. Are you excited to get back to the dirt later this summer? Because last year I was like, holy crap, Ben can race dirt. <laughs> I uh, I was surprised myself. I really didn't know how I was going to do there. I, I, I hadn't really raced dirt. Uh, I shouldn't say really. I had not raced dirt at all since go-karts. And we all know how go-kart racing is. It's, it's uh, In a way, it's kind of like asphalt, just with a little less grip. You don't really get sideways like you do in the trucks and hold it sideways continually. So for me, that was totally new. We're learning the track characteristics, the way that you race on dirt. I, it was just a shock for me. It was, it was kind of like culture shock. I really didn't know what to expect or what to do. Um, but for me, fortunately, I had some good coaches, some good people on my team that were that were helping me out. But the really tough part was uh, when you win the stage like that and you're running up front, the pace of the race is just absolutely crazy. Um, and I kind of, I guess I did surprise myself a little bit. <laughs> well, you, I mean, I remember you racing dirt go-karts. This couldn't have been too much of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did good in the go-karts. I mean, we we did. We had a lot of fun with them, and it reminded me of those memories. Um, but I, I knew we would do okay. I just didn't know that we'd be running and contending and racing with Kyle Larson at those times and um, doing like we did. I, I really had no feel for what I was driving. Um, I was just kind of driving it. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't didn't know. I couldn't give orders or, or you know, uh, feedback like I could on the asphalt. And now after making a couple starts, I know now we still don't have a finish there, which is which is unfortunate. It's a crazy race. Um, but I feel like this year could be could be the year I'm excited for the opportunity, just like I ha- always have been. Um, but I'm a little cautious about it. I'm cautious about it now more than I have been in the past. And uh, as I'm excited, I'm just, I don't know, I'm a little hesitant at the same time. Yeah, just think about Tunica and the National Indoor Cart Championship and that loudmouth announcer they have for that race, and you'll be all right. <laughs> Remi- I sure will. <laughs> Remind me to get Ashley to send that Throwback Thursday photo to us that she found from Tunica back when, too. That'll be fun. Uh, before we let you go, because I know you got to run off, Ben, real quick, shout-out sponsors. Who do you need to thank who makes it happen for Ben Rhodes and the 41 team? Well, the big one this year is Thor Sport Racing. You know, I'm not sure uh... – not sure, how, you know, where I'd be at right now if it wasn't Thor Sport and Duke Thorson, uh, Rhonda Thorson, everybody up there that's that's been so supportive of my career. Alpha Energy Solutions, who is, is on the truck this year um, and also was the sponsor of the Martinsville race. Um, Alliance Comfort Systems. You know, we have a lot of a lot of people that it takes to make this go around. And it, it, it's more of a team sport that people realize than I witnessed that this past weekend, you know, on on you know pit stops simply it's it's just a team sport and it takes everybody so i appreciate everything they've done for me 
Well, Ben, uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. I know you got some stuff going on tonight, but always fun to have you on here. And uh, we will look forward. You got a month to work with before we get back to work at Dover. We'll see you then. All right. I appreciate it, guys. I got to get to a dinner appointment. Well, <laughs> food sounds great <laughs> right about now, so you enjoy that. Thanks for coming on, and we'll look forward to getting you back, hopefully in the studio here at some point when you're over uh, our way in Mooresville. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. That's Ben Rhodes, and we are going to step aside. When we come back, we've got some breaking news. Chase Briscoe is moving on up. We're going to tell you where and when and all of the important news of the week coming up as well. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. 
Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Hunter Smith, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, and, of course, Bill Holt behind the glass from the Carolina School of Broadcasting, punching the buttons. And, oh, by the way, did you know that if you miss a live show, you can still listen to the show on demand we are on SoundCloud at Race Chaser Radio, or you can get us via our RSS feed by searching Race Chaser Radio on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Spreaker as well. And we're also on Google Play and working on Spotify. So we are stretching ourselves out there platform-wise. On, the on the we're road, on the to, road Spotify. to Spotify. That's right. So uh, it's... Make sure that you subscribe. It's free. Subscribe to uh, Race Chaser Radio on one of those platforms, and you can hear our shows on demand. Hang on. As Corey LaJoy would say, free 99. Free 99? Free 99. Okay, free 99. Actually, Corey and Casey, both of them have used that one time or another. I have no idea what that means, but okay. Uh, We'll go with that. Free 99 means free. Okay. with a 99. Free 99. Okay. Can I do my voice now? Um, it depends what voice you're going to do, because that always makes me nervous. Well, you said what we had before the break, so oh, I was going right. to say uh, it. So it is time now for breaking news. And Chase Briscoe is the breaking news. Uh, Chase is, I, I guess I said moving on up in the last segment. He's already up there, but he's getting a little more of the NASCAR Xfinity mm-hmm. Series now, and he's doing it with Stuart Haas Racing. And which is kind of cool. Chase making his debut for Stuart Haas. It's going to be a five race deal. Um, the first of which will be at uh, Bristol. Where? Bristol. Yep. And then he'll, Thunder Valley. he'll run Talladega after that. And then Charlotte on Memorial weekend for. Uh... Go ahead. I was going to say, which is also why, by the way, if anybody was paying attention to our Monday show when we were talking a few weeks ago about how Chase could not now run the little 500 at Anderson Speedway in Indiana, and none of us could figure out why. That's why. Now we know. He'll be at Charlotte running the Xfinity race, and then he'll uh, come back to Charlotte on the Roval September 29th and finish his five-race commitment in the 98 car on October the 20th at Kansas Speedway with Toto as his (laughs) Yeah. So Well, Chase is going to have fun with these guys, though, Tom. I mean— Chase is a racer's racer, and this is not just Stuart Haas racing for those who are looking at this going, wait a minute, nothing has gone wrong here. This is still Stuart Haas racing with Biagi Denbesti, and Fred Biagi, much like Chase Briscoe, is a racer's racer. These guys just want to go out. They want to race, and they want to compete for wins. They've gotten a taste of victory lane on an intermediate-style track with Kevin Harvick back at Atlanta. You know, they've seen this car already run well this season, and I feel like the way Chase... I I listened to Kevin give feedback to these guys on the radio in Atlanta a little bit on the scanner, and I feel like the way Chase gives feedback from what I've kind of listened to and inferred is a lot similar to Kevin. I feel like he'll work well with them, and I think that could be scary really quick because Chase is adaptable. He is very adaptable, and I I think he's going to be a fast mover here. Mm -hmm. I think if there's a a solid opportunity in the Cup Series, Hunter, I think Chase, you know, in the next year or two at the most, because I like the way Ford's kind of 
broadening his skill set by putting him into some road course races and doing some things like that. Um, I just feel like he's going to be ready, if not next year, definitely the following year. The question will be, is there an opportunity? So uh, definitely a good time to be Chase Briscoe right now because mm-hmm. he's getting a lot of opportunities. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to look at it from another standpoint, too, as to he's getting a lot of experience working with different teams. So he's getting experience not only in different cars and stuff like that, but he's getting work with other teams. It'll be kind of cool. It will definitely be interesting for sure, Jacob. And I think, um, you know, if you're if you're Chase Briscoe, I think you're kind of looking at this going, well, I had the little 500, but I traded it for five starts of the Xfinity series. <laughs> that seems like a pretty yeah. fair deal to me. Yeah, I think it's a very fair deal as far as I'm concerned. And I'm much looking forward to Chris seeing exactly what he does. I believe that Chase, by the time he gets into this 98 car at Charlotte in May, I believe he'll have had a little bit of more time in the 60 as well. I think by the time we get to Charlotte in May, he's got a shot to win. Uh, that's my bold prediction for the night. I, you kind of stole the, the words out of my mouth because, I mean, he's on the rise so fast. Chase is doing such a good job, and you pairing him with Stuart Haas, who has been firing off on all cylinders in both series, Xfinity and Cup this year. It's just a win-win for that kid, and he's been doing such a good job. And I won't say he lucked into it because there's definitely no luck involved. He's a very skilled driver and can really do a lot, Tom, with this opportunity. And I feel like he's going to use it to his uh, fullest extent and, and make the most out of this opportunity. Well, I do too. I'm not sure I'm quite ready to be as optimistic as Jacob is, but um, but I believe that certainly Chase um, – will have a good run and i i think he probably at this point uh is in about as good a position as he can be in because he's going to get five opportunities with these guys plus the opportunities he's still got coming up which are numerous in the 60 cars so i feel like this is definitely going to be uh, a great season for chase to really develop his craft in the higher series and again if not advancing to cup i would would hope that perhaps a full-time xfinity shot in 2019 would come his way because i certainly think that he would benefit from that as well and with that we are going to step aside when we come back we've got more news and uh we've got coming up kyle souza going to talk about um the pass race which is coming up at hickory this coming weekend the Easter Bunny 150. We'll have some conversation about that. And uh, we've got Ryan Repko coming up in a little while to talk about what he's got going on in the ARCA series here very soon as well. So stick around. Lots to come on the Stock Car Show. You're listening to the show presented by HMS Motorsport on the voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Performance Motorsports Network, or PMN Radio. For short, Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Cisco Scaramuza, Hunter Smith, and Chris Murdoch, along with Bill Holt behind the glass, joining you from the Race City USA PMN studios and uh, talking about news of the day and a lot of stuff going on over the weekend one event that i do want to touch on that i think is going to be really interesting langley speedway or as it's known now larry king laws langley speedway that's a mouthful to say as in the asphalt track as in the asphalt track in hampton virginia is holding its opening event for the 2018 season now 
Why do we bring it up on this show? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, it's one of the only tracks in the Carolinas, Virginia area that's that's racing asphalt NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series late models this weekend uh, on this Easter holiday weekend. But also because I think this is going to be a significant race. It's twin 75s. And by the way, if you can't make it to Langley, but you'd like to check the action out, just go to fanschoice.tv on Saturday. But coming up very soon at Langley in just a few weeks is the Denny Hamlin Showdown. So what I think you're going to see, Jacob, is you're going to see a pretty big field of late models this Saturday at Langley because of the fact that I think you're going to see some of these drivers who have an off weekend take the opportunity to come and dial in for the Denny Hamlin race, which, again, is coming up in just a few weeks' time. No. Extra time to get to know a track and get ready for a big race? These guys would never do that. (laughs) Well, we know a couple of drivers, Ryan Vargas and Anthony Alfredo, are going to be competing this weekend. Both of them competing in the late model race to get some track time and sort of track history for the upcoming K&N Pro East race on April 28th. But uh, the Denny Hamlin showdown, I know Ryan's going to compete in it. I'm not 100% sure about Anthony, but I believe he is. Anthony's actually going to compete this weekend for Sellers Racing. And uh, Chris Ryan going to be competing along with Chase Cabry for Rev Racing in their late models. So, uh, going to be a fun time at Langley on Saturday, and that's a track. I mean, it's basically a flat track, and it's almost a complete circle, Chris. You're barely ever straight there. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make it interesting for these guys. You're always what it seems like in a constant turn here, Tom, and it'll be uh, really, really interesting to see because I know back a few weeks ago when we had Chase and Ryan on, Ryan and I got to HMS a little bit low, uh, early for that shoot, uh, and and we were sitting there talking, and he he was really excited. I don't think we've uh, uh, he he was ready for the race and ready to get in the car. But I mean, I really don't think I've ever seen a moment where that kid's not excited to do anything because he's always bouncing <laughs> off the walls and always has a lot of energy yeah, he is. when he's around everybody. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to that race. It'll be interesting to see these guys out on the track. Yeah, it will be fun to watch. And of course, uh, you know, it's one of those, if you're in this general area, it's a toss up because you've got the Langley race happening and then you've got Hickory with the Easter Bunny. So two very big races. But, you know, the Langley race for me, it just really piques my curiosity just to see how many cars we get, but also who we get. Because traditionally, the Denny Hamlin showdown pretty much packs them in. And some of the the best of the best in NASCAR late models compete in that race, along with, of course, some uh, of the cup stars and NASCAR stars. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the field that shows up on Saturday. I know they were having a practice day today because they're expecting heavy rain tomorrow. So they basically swapped days for the open practice this week. I don't know how many cars were there. I know uh, Ryan Vargas went up uh, and the Rev Racing Group, but I don't know uh, who else was there. But it should be a lot of fun at Langley. I'm really excited about uh, 
seeing what happens there on Saturday. And this show basically being a short track focused show, Cisco, it's always fun to highlight something that's going on in the short track ranks that people should be paying attention to. And of course, again, it's free to watch on fanschoice.tv Saturday night if you'd like to. And it's one of those connections to grassroots as well. Yeah, it really is. You know, NASCAR going from the top end, you know, it's something that was talked about, you know, two weeks ago. And Harvick mentioned it. But this is one of those ability. This is one of those events. And it's a great event that Denny puts on. And I'm just I'm definitely looking forward to see it how many cars are going to be there with it being Easter and all that. But it also means I get to say my favorite phrase of all time, which is it's Denny time. Well, here's what's interesting is Jacob is, is first of all, just to finish the thought about Langley, Denny Hamlin, a former track champion there, but also drivers like Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty have both raced there over the years. But the thought I just had, and I don't know the details on this because I only saw kind of the, I think what was the tail end of the thread on Twitter, but I know Kevin Harvick was real interested in trying to figure out how to get to Stafford Motor Speedway. I don't know if that was for this weekend or not, but it sounded like he had a a potential opportunity to race there in either um, a modified or perhaps uh, some other division, but it it seemed like it was a pretty good opportunity, and he really wanted to try and, and make it happen. So, you know, Harvick is basically backing up what he says should happen um, by going out there and trying to go to some of these tracks and compete. Yes, he is. And I will add to that because I was actually watching this particular thread the other day. It's a race that's going to be later this summer. I want to say it's sometime in June that Stafford is trying to get Kevin uh, up for, and I do believe it's an SK modified that that they were discussing, Um, partially because Kevin, through the uh, KHI management, has put up some additional bonus money at Stafford this year in honor of Ted Christopher. You talk about giving back. Yeah, that's how all this came about. Uh, Kevin wanted to give back and... Survey says it is an SK modified, and I'm trying to find the date off the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, they, it, 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 it all came down to a conversation. Uh, Ryan Priest, I think, is the one that actually sparked the whole, Harvick ought to go up to Stafford and run an SK. And it kind of snowballed from there, and I'm I'm seriously looking for the date i do believe when i saw it it's sometime in june i'll check on that for sure during the next break but i wanted to add something actually about langley in regards to the hamlin race this is the first time that race will not be invite only it's open competition it's going to count for wheel and all american Ah. series national points I have a feeling we are going to see a field and a crowd for that race, unlike anything we have ever seen in the history of that race up to now. I don't know. I could project 75 cars, 80 cars. Who knows? Well, Cisco, if 75 or 80 cars show up for that, uh, that is going to be a race that everybody should go watch because with it not being invitation only at this point, who knows who shows up for that event? Because you know that people look at events like this as they think it's their opportunity to, you know, be a hit in front of somebody big and then they're going to get signed to a contract the next day. 
Hey, Hunter, you want to go? You drive, I'll spot. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down, man. Let's go. Find me a car. Let's do this. <laughs> I, th- I think you just really depressed uh, Murdoch over there, Cisco, because, like, why did you ask me Chris to drive? Be on the box. I'll oh, pick him okay. up on the way down. Chris, you be crew chief. I'll spot. Yeah, Hunter, it. drive. Hunter, we're going to win this thing. Well, <laughs> Tom, you can change the tires. <laughs> well, now you're not going to win. <laughs> you may have been all right till you went there. I'm full, go full Lightning McQueen. No tires, tires. just gas. moves around these tracks nowadays. Yeah, we, 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 we have blazing fast three-and-a-half-minute pit stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll that... take care of them through the first half. Don't worry. We'll yeah. go out and we'll just – now, see, you, what you actually you want is tires, Hunter. You, 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 tires. you actually want me spotting, and you want the kids in the pits changing the tires, Hunter. That's what you want. Um, I, I can't, uh, I can't even leap over a, a two-inch fence, um, let alone try to jump pit wall. Um, okay, so getting control of the show back, but that's <laughs> that should make for a, a really control. interesting. I did not realize that. Uh, that was a non-invitation race, now an open race, Denny Hamlin Showdown. So now I really wonder who's going to show up Saturday night in order to dial in for the Hamlin Showdown. We could have 30 yeah. or 35 cars there on Saturday for the opening show. So, uh, again, know. for those of you not in this area, fanschoice.tv, check it out Saturday night if you want to see some good racing from Langley Speedway because it should be very entertaining there. And, uh, you know, it's it's almost – it. this is an interesting time of year in this region for short track racing because you've got the Easter Bunny. And then with races like this at Langley – you know, March, April is really a great time because everything's just kind of waking up for the season and it starts to drift north. And after the snow melts up there in late April, early May, that's when we get all the northern tracks running. Yeah. Of course, you know, Kyle will talk about the icebreaker at Thompson coming up uh, as well later in the show. Yes, he will. So, Tom, you know what's waking up when we come back? What's waking up when we come back? A Repco? Well, okay, I wasn't going to make the Ryan joke. I was going to say Aka. Aka. Okay. We're going to talk about Aka when we come back, and we've got a Repco that's going to be on the Race Chaser bat phone. You're listening to the Stock Car Steal right here on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. Don't go anywhere. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. We had him earlier. Telling you, I just can't get enough of that. Every time I hear that reentry, I just love it. That takes me right back to my childhood. Jim Croce, Bad Bad Leroy Brown, or Bad Bad Ben Rhodes at this point. Um, welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, Hunter Smith, and Chris Murdoch, along with Bill Holt behind the glass, punching all the buttons. And it is time to go back to the race chaser hotline slash bat phone and bring out we've got a repco in the house kind of well he's on the phone ryan repco joining us on the stock car show and ryan it's good to have you back on the program we like bringing you on because every time we bring you on it's because you have good news and uh something about music city and some engine noise or something well first off thanks for having me on the show but um I'm going to be running the Music City 200 for Mason Mitchell Motorsports, and the reason I'm not there in the studio with y'all is because I'm actually on my way to a test we have tomorrow there. So um, I'm actually in Carthage, Tennessee right now on my way. Okay, well, we'll let you off this time, but uh, make sure it doesn't happen again. We want to get you in the studio and have you spend about an hour with us co-hosting and just talking racing for a while. I'd love to do that. It's just uh, the last time I was on before this, it was snowing and the weather was (laughs) rough, but um, it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen at some point. Good deal. All right, Repco. So we can talk about this, and you can't lie because your team owner is watching over you. I'm well aware of this. So uh, how fired up are you guys to go and hopefully bring back something that's going to make a lot of noise in the shop when you win the race uh, here in a little over a week? Oh, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. I've already been watching the race from last year and just trying to learn as much as I can. Uh, I've just been trying to pick everybody's brain and just just have the best shot going into this that we can. And one thing that I'm really pumped up about is watching that race last year. That 78 car was just on rails. I feel like yes, it I'm going to have a good shot at this. It's going to be – I'm just excited. I mean – Was there ever any doubt that – this was going to come back together. I mean, you talked with us after the test that you did with Mason uh, back right before the holidays, and you sounded excited, sounded optimistic then. Um, Was this one of those, it was just 
trying to put the right pieces together to make all this happen? Because I know last year when you ran the one short track race for Mason, there was so much good going on there. It just feels like you've really found a home with these guys. I mean, it's going to be – it's a great fit. I mean, it really is. Everybody there wants to win just as bad as I do, and it's – um it's just a great organization. It really is. And I, I felt I've known about this for a while now, probably eh, maybe about a month or something like that. But I felt like we were, this was the race that we were going to do. And it was just, you know, there's a lot of negotiating behind um, these races and we just had to get through all that before we could get to the track. First of several, we hope. Um, we'll see. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cisco, I know you just saw this kid, by the way, a little bit more recently than the rest of us. Feel it? Yeah. It was a, uh, a quick trip down to, uh, to Myrtle Beach. You were down there and uh, ran that race. And uh, currently sixth in points right now. You're in a three-way tie between Deke and uh, Pulliam for that one. But walk us through Myrtle Beach because you had a decent run out there. Do we really have to talk about Myrtle Beach? <laughs> we had um, we wow. about fifth or sixth. That and good, then, huh? um, No, not at all. We were content riding about fifth or sixth just to conserve yeah. tires, and then um, we had a few different mechanical failures. That um, car just got wicked tight. It was like driving a dump truck. But um, finished sixteenth, I think. Not a good run for us, but um, we're, we're working on. It. We're going to come back. Really you survived. You survived at least. Yeah, that. I mean, when you get in the back and you have a bad run like that, when you can avoid, which we had a pretty bad wreck on the last lap, getting in the final corner, um, we can bring it back in one piece. I mean, I guess that's one positive to look at. But um, we're going to come back really strong. Nobody at the shop, no, I wasn't happy about it. Um, but um, we had a good run at Tri-County, which is keeping us up there in the points. And... Um, which was a fourth place run, which I thought was pretty good. There were 36 cars that attempted that, so it was almost like a mini Martinsville. But um, that was a good run. But we're still chasing that Cars Tour win. I want to win one of those really bad. I mean, that's definitely something I want to do before the season's over, if not win the championship. Which, it's with this ARCA deal, we're going to end up missing Wake County, so we're going to be kind of at a disadvantage. So we're going to have to be really good the rest of the year. Okay, now, Cisco, you said he was in a three-way tie with McCaskill and Pulliam for sixth? Deke and Pulliam, according to the points. Talk about being a rose between two giant thorns. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ryan, talk a little bit about your (laughs) upcoming (laughs) race. Talk about Nashville a little bit as a track, because I know that a lot of people in our audience have probably never seen the fairgrounds and there are probably even some that still think Arca's racing on the other big track in Nashville, which of course hasn't competed in a while, but um, the fairgrounds track, I've been there a ton of times. I love that place, but it is very unique and I've got to believe it's really interesting to run with an Arca car. Well, I've never actually seen the racetrack either. I've been oh, wow. Videos so this will be the first time you've ever... Wow. This will be my first time ever here at this racetrack um, tomorrow. But from the videos I've seen, it looks like a really fast, high-banked um, oval, which I'm really excited to run on. It's um, From what I've heard, it's old and worn out, which is kind of my style of racetrack. I love racetracks where you're going to have tire fall and you're going to have to get up on the wheel and drive it. 
Well, Chris, you you always know it's when it's a young driver because if he's never been there, he's gotten on YouTube and watched videos. That's uh, the beautiful thing about technology is you get to do your research without ever having seen the place. You you can really find out a lot on YouTube about a place. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's it's one of the uh, better places to go on the internet when you need to know something. Uh, but I kind of want to you know you know look forward from nashville and that and you know transition to orange county i won't be that guy cough cough cisco to bring up myrtle beach but uh uh you know orange county different different kind of animal are you kind of looking forward to the rest of these cars races putting you know myrtle beach behind you and trying to knock these out of the park i mean that's what you got to do i mean if you have a bad weekend and you're going for points what you got to do is just kind of put that behind you, just kind of forget it happened and just go up and try to make up for it in the next race. Um, we, we had a decent run there last year. I, I remember we um, we ended up getting too tight and we ended up ninth, which we're going to do a lot of testing to try to improve on that. I think we're going to try to test twice to get, make sure we get the car right and I'll be a little bit more prepared this time because last time was my first ever race there and I had never really raced at a racetrack that raced quite like Myrtle Beach but or not Myrtle Beach Orange County because um the line just moves around there it's it's you can literally run anywhere on the racetrack at that track it's it's crazy and it's a lot of fun as a driver because you know somebody will start making up ground you know running the bottom in one and two and then they'll run the top in three and four and it's um I had never experienced that. It was it was pretty neat. Ryan, you are testing at Nashville this weekend. You are not the only driver testing at the fairgrounds this weekend. Is that going to be beneficial for you to be able to hopefully get out and turn some laps with other cars in the vicinity? Or are you wishing that you actually had a solo test day to be able to kind of feel anything out with any, without any other potential distractions? Um, it doesn't really bother me having other cars. I, I actually kind of like that because, you know, if somebody's quicker than you, hopefully they're not, but if they are, you can kind of go down the corner and see what they're doing different from you. But, um, it really shouldn't make too much of a difference. All right. Now, this for you is, I don't want to call it a redemption race because you had speed and, and just didn't get the break at Madison. But are you going in this with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, Ryan, because you know what you're capable of and you know what the equipment's capable of to to really try and actually get the result this time? I mean, you could say that. I mean, I enter every race trying to win. That's the goal. And, um, you know, obviously I want the best possible result out of this because I don't get very many chances at these other races. So I want to be able to just put up the best result I can to show everybody what I'm capable of. And I know I'm capable of it. I proved my, to myself last year in Madison what I can do. And we just, um, we had a tough break there with an online leak. But um, this weekend, you know, we're just going to try to be as perfect as we can. Just no mistakes on um, either end. And hopefully we're able to park it and get that guitar. And, uh, of course, the guitar, one of the, in my opinion, probably one of the best trophies in all of racing. But, Ryan, I want to flash forward even a little bit beyond that. Are you going to be at the Short Track Nationals in May here over at Bristol this year? Um, We'll have to see. I mean, I I would like to run it, but, you know, there's a lot that goes on there. We'd have to decide which car to run because Bristol is very different from 
other short tracks that we're used to running at. You know, the cars experience a lot more loads there, but um, there'd have to be a lot of preparation to do that. All right. Well, we know you got – well, if if you head out there, we'll see out there. But Hickory, of course, also Orange County, all these different tracks. You mentioned you wanted to get one of these wins. Where where do you want to get that? Not necessarily where you think you will, but where would you love to get that Cars Tour win? Hmm. Well, I'd like to get all of them. But <laughs> I mean, I had to pick <laughs> one. answer. But if I had to pick one, hmm. I'd have to say – either Hickory or Sobo. It would be awesome to get the Hickory throwback race just because it's something special. We came pretty close last year, but we ended up having a few things go wrong in the rear end. But um, Or Sobo, because that track has kind of eluded me. I, I've been there, I went there twice last year for NASCAR races, and I felt like both times I had the best car and we contended for the win. And um, the first time we ended up getting wrecked on the last lap on the final restart, and then the second time, I had a left front go down. So there, that's kind of been a track that I've always been fast at, but something has happened to where we haven't been able to close the deal. And those are the races that I think would be cool to win, but like I said, I'd kind of like to win all of them. They're all pretty cool. Well, you mentioned throwback. Is there is there any uh, word on what that car could look like yet? Is there any advance notice on what the throwback car is for this year, the paint scheme? Well, funny thing is, we were actually texting about that today. Um, a couple of ideas that have been thrown out is um, an AJ Foyt car. Um, I've kind of been fa- a fan of the Tony Stewart um, pumpkin car. You remember that, Charlie Brown? Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to do that because I have a black car. But um, there's a few different ideas being thrown around. Nothing finalized yet, but we, we already are thinking about that. That That's a cool race, and the Cars Tour has done a great job putting that on, and it's it's just a neat thing. I mean, if you have if you weren't there last year, you need to come out and see it uh, to any fans that it, it's just it's kind of like the Darlington race, but to me it's just it's cool. It really is. All right, Ryan, uh, give you about 30 seconds here to give the proper shout-outs, thank-yous and acknowledgments before we let you go. All right. Well, I want to thank Mason Mitchell Motorsports for this awesome opportunity that I'm going to have at Nashville. And I want to thank Reynolds Racing Chassis and RW Race Engines for everything they do on my late model side of things. They've got the best in the business as far as late model stuff. Well, we appreciate you uh, taking some time while you're heading to Music City. And we wish you all the best in the test. And certainly good luck in the race coming up on the 7th as well. With that, we step aside. When we come back, it's time to talk pass and Time to discuss the Easter Bunny. We'll be back around the turn with Kyle Souza here on the Stock Car Show as only it can be presented by HMS Motorsport right here on the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun. 
go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. It's time to catch up on the latest from the New England racing scene. On the Stock Car Show, here's Tom Baker with Kyle Souza. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by the fine folks at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can visit them on the web, and you should, at HMSMotorsport.com. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, and company gathered inside the confines of the Race City USA Race Chaser PMN Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. We are joined for this segment by our New England Motorsports correspondent and NASCAR Home Tracks correspondent, Kyle Souza, who also writes for Area Auto Racing News and a lot of other things as well. Kyle's a busy guy, so we're happy that he takes time to chat with us every week on the show. And Kyle, this weekend, of course, is Easter weekend. And in addition to all that that means for those of us uh, in the spiritual realm, we also go racing at Hickory Motor Speedway for one of my favorite races of the year anywhere, the Easter Bunny 150. And this is a pass event that really combines the best of the north, the best of the south. And it's a race that the northern guys have actually had a pretty fair amount of success in over the years. Yeah, this is one of those races, Tom, that I, I think, you know, and there's a lot of races like this right now going on throughout the country. But I think this is one of the big kickoffs. Uh, for the super late models. Of course, we had the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing uh, down in New Smyrna, Florida in February. This, though, the first real pass event that's going to allow the northern guys and the southern guys to come together with a marquee race like the Easter Bunny 150. And you look at the entry list for this race, you know, they're upwards of, of close 25, 30 cars uh, already on it and a really good mix of northern guys and southern guys this is going to be one of those races that's going to come down to probably one northern guy versus one or two southern guys and there's not really a guy that sticks out in the entry list tom to me that seems like a favorite going into the race there are so many drivers that look like they could get the job done on saturday well i mean you know these this is an entry list that honestly at just about any other race becomes 
an all-star type entry list. I mean, if you really look at it, you, you've got guys like Trevor Knowles, Max McLaughlin. You've got Brandon Setzer, Tyler Church, Tate Fogelman, you know, Cody Connor, Matt Craig, you know, the best of the South. And then you got guys from up North. I mean, Ben Rowe always runs well. Derek Griffith, gosh, Travis Stearns, Jake Johnson, DJ Shaw, who's always tough to compete with. I see Wyatt Alexander on the entry list. I'm happy to see that. Jimmy Doyle from down here. I mean, this anywhere else, this is an all-star entry list for super late models, at least in the on the East Coast. And, you know, all coming together at one track that really is a driver's track. I think uh, this is a race definitely that is a must-see for people. And the cool part about it, I mean, this is a qualifier for a couple of very big races. And so it makes it just that much more important to go and get the checkered flag. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, a couple of those names that you mentioned, uh, I know I said nobody really sticks out as a favorite to me. There, there's a couple of names on this entry list that stick out to me as drivers that I think are probably going to have a shot to get the job done. One of them, Derek Griffith, we've seen him win up here in New England, win down in the yep. South. DJ Shaw, you mentioned, is always strong. A guy that sticks out to me, though, that I'm pretty familiar with is Jake Johnson. He's up from Rehoboth, Mass. They're going to head down there in their brand-new Super Late model that they purchased uh, late last season. Jake was actually a competitor at Seacock last year in the Act Tour uh, style late model. So they run the same rules as the Act Tour. Yep. He picked up multiple wins. Uh, he's one of the youngest competitors ever in the late model division at Seekonk. He's a very young kid with a lot of talent, uh, and I know he's got a lot of talent because I've seen it uh, firsthand at Seekonk with some of the daring moves he's made on that tough track uh, in Massachusetts. So he's one I'm keeping an eye on. Jacob, I'll bring you in. Uh, another guy I'm keeping an eye on that's up from here in New Hampshire is Joe Squealia Jr. We've seen him win multiple times for the Granite State Pro Stock Series of late. I've seen him compete at Seekonk and be really strong. He is one of the cars that's going down there that's going to tackle with those Southern guys in hopes of getting the checkered flag. I want to counter you with a Southern guy who has hardly any experience on asphalt ever but is just a pure wheelman and I think can get it done, Kyle. I'm keeping an eye on Max McLaughlin, who is driving for the Woodman Racing Team, and the Easter Bunny 150 will be just his second start ever, Tom, on pavement after a pretty sporty debut, I would argue, at Caraway Speedway last time out for the Pro All-Star Series South. And Max, I think, has taken a lot of his skills from the dirt side and applied that to the pavement. He knows how to manage his equipment. Hickory's a tire eater. You're going to be slip-sliding around. I think he will be all right. I get it's an All-Star cast, but... He's learning on the pavement. He's very adaptable. This car will be a contender for a solid finish. I would argue top 10 if everything goes right. Well, I would too. And there's precedent. If you think about a few years back, Tyler Dipple making his, I don't know if it was his past debut, but certainly hadn't spent much time in a pavement late model. Uh, Super late model comes down to the past race. I think it was this race too, the Easter Bunny. I believe so, and yeah. And led a bunch of it uh, and looked like he had a chance to win. So I think that was the 2014 running, if I remember that correctly. That might be about right, yeah. I mean, so we have precedent here for someone to come off the dirt 
who's talented and young, and Tyler was at that time and still is, really, and uh, Max McLaughlin in that same situation. Now, of course, the son of uh, Magic Shoes, Mike McLaughlin, and those of uh, those of our audience who are from the Northeast will remember that, of course, Mike grew up racing on the dirt tracks and then switched over to pavement, raced supers at Oswego, did very, very well in those and on in the modified ranks as well and on the tour and then came down south and ended up in NASCAR. So uh, Max kind of following a somewhat similar ascension up the ranks here and finally getting a start in a pavement late model. And, of course, he's going to be doing some truck racing as well coming up this season also for Nice Motorsports. So this is going to be interesting to see how Max does in a race of this caliber against uh, the level of competition he's going to be facing. And I know that th- these 30 cars, Jacob, that I'm looking at on this entry list, this isn't all of them. These these are just the ones that are pre-entered. You're going to have guys that uh, won't pre-enter but will show up and compete on the weekend. I would expect probably 35 to 40. I would say so. I think the last couple of years we've averaged 34 to 36, and I would say there's probably a couple more. Of course, you've got the Pass South Championship battle between Cody Connor and Matt Craig that is going to be something during the weekend to watch. And you also have Tyler Church, the local favorite, at Hickory anytime, Kyle. We go to Hickory Motor Speedway. Tyler Church is somebody you have to watch. He's won there before. The Easter Bunny seems to find a way to elude him every single year, but he's always a threat. We know that. Home turf is just something that, in a way, really does mean a lot against a field like this. I expect Church to be a factor. Well, home turf, I was going to mention that too, Jacob. That's a good point. I mean, that's a tricky track to get around. You guys know that. You've been there multiple times. The drivers will tell me, and I'm sure they'll tell you that as well. It's definitely one of the the trickier surfaces that they deal with throughout the year to get the car to rotate through the middle of the corner and still have the bite uh, up off that you need to be successful. It's that magic combination that obviously somebody's going to find on Saturday. But we know how this goes, right? There's guys from the north that seem to go down in the south lately and really, really give it to the southern guys. And I I don't know if that's just that they have more experience with the setups up here in New England. The Pro All-Star Series North has a lot of races. These guys have the opportunity to run the Granite State Pro Stock Series, uh, some open super late model shows as well. But it seems to me, I mean, I don't know about you, Jacob, but it seems to me like when the northern guys go down there, especially at the end of the race, they seem to have the car to beat. And I think there's so many northern guys making this trip down there. You mentioned Tyler Church. I know he's going to be strong. Brandon Setzer as well. But this seems to me like a a northern entry list that's flooded with guys that could really be battling at the front of the field at the end of this race. I think it's really hard to pick a winner uh, looking at it just a couple days out. I would say, I mean, like Tom said, it's an all-star list. We're not going to know how this is all going to work until, well, about lap 149 coming to the checkered on Saturday night, Tom. It seems to be this race always has a penchant for late race drama. Well, late race drama or late race hijinks. I don't or know both. which way I want. Yeah, I think the hijinks are what caused the drama. But yeah, lots of uh, lots of bumper action. This is a uh, this is a race and a track where you know the old uh, as my 
good buddy Bobby Waltrip used to say, rooting and gouging technique uh, really comes into play, and it's a very aggressive race at the end, but you got to be there. And so I think there is something, though, to what Kyle says, because particularly at this race, now Preston Peltier, obviously, who's not on this entry list, runs has run super well in the past, and so is Tyler Church against the Northern guys. But it is true that this has been a race where the Northern guys have been able to come down, and even if they don't end up winning, they're in the mix and really putting on a show. This track is kind of a great equalizer because it is a driver's track. So I think that's what makes this event special, and the fact that it's the only event in town on the weekend that's really going to be extra special, and that's what makes this race what it is because there's no competition, basically, with competing races. You get the best of the best in super late model action from both the North and the South Pass Tours and the occasional invader like a Max McLaughlin, Jacob, who really makes it into something unique and different to watch how someone like that will do who doesn't do this all the time against those who do. Exactly. And Kyle, I want to let you have the last point here, but to add why this race is so important, normally it's a race on the past national championship series. This year it is not. However, no less important, the top five finishers in the Easter Bunny 150 will have their choice of either a guaranteed starting spot in the Oxford 250 or the Commonwealth Clash at Richmond later in the fall. This is a big deal. Yeah, and if, if it's me, you're asking me uh, which race I pick to be a guaranteed starter in. It's it's not a it's not even a question. It's the Oxford 250. That is that is the super late model race, other than the Snowball Derby, that everybody wants to win. Especially those 15 or so guys from New England. There's probably a good chance that they're going down there uh, to to get themselves into the Oxford 250. It's not easy to qualify on Oxford 250 Sunday, and if they can. Uh, hop on something like this to get themselves in. I think it's important. I think that race is going to be a thriller on Saturday. Tom, you're right. There's not much competition, if any, in the area. Uh, so if you're down in the region, get out and watch the race. Uh, this is really, again, the kickoff to the super late models on the East Coast. I know we had New Smyrna. I know we've had some other super late model races already. But this is that one race that everybody looks towards every year to start seeing who's got what for 2018, those improvements to the cars. Uh, and we're going to be lucky enough to see who gets the victory lane when that race starts on Saturday? Yeah, no doubt. And if you're scared of weather, don't be. It's going to be almost 70 degrees and sunshine all weekend long here in the area. So definitely going to be a gorgeous weekend for racing. The Lord providing for a change. We've had about, well, at least one day, if not both days on the weekend, washed out for about the last uh, six or seven straight weeks. And it's been awfully cold as well as evidenced by the snow that Martinsville got over the weekend this past weekend. So um, this one's going to be a five-star racing weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway. So get on out and enjoy it. Hopefully we'll see you there. With that, we're going to step aside more with Kyle Souza. When we come back, you are listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport right here on The Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, and company around the roundtable inside the PMN Race Chaser Race City USA studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina. And we talk about with Kyle Souza the upcoming weekend pass race at hickory motor speedway there's another big race that's going to be happening pdq at thompson speedway it's called the icebreaker and if you don't know what the icebreaker is just go search and find it and see because kyle this is one of those events thompson has a couple of them a year this one and the season closing world series they they have multiple divisions and it's just insanity all weekend long but some of the best racing you'll see during the season and it's one of the traditions uh of the northern side of the motorsports uh world and certainly what would be considered an opening round for the north this is kind of you know where the northern side of the racing world crawls out from the cave in their winter slumber and starts uh, getting going with motorsports again. Yeah, we were just talking about that pass race being kind of the kickoff of the Super Late Models. This race, as you mentioned, simply is the kickoff to the New England racing season. Uh, let me give you a list here. It's a lengthy list, so bear with me. There, These are the divisions that are going to compete on Icebreaker Weekend. The Pro Truck Series is going to be in action. The Light Modifieds, the Sportsman the NEMA Lights, the Pro All-Star Series North has a 100-lap main event on Sunday. The Mini Stocks, the Limited Sportsman, 
the late models, the Sunoco Modifieds, and of course the weekend headline by the second race of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour season uh, in the Icebreaker 150. So a lot of divisions again planned for this year. A very busy Sunday, especially where the Wheel and Modified Tour will conclude the day. But Sunday's got the Sunoco Modifieds, the late models, the mini stocks, the Nemo Lights, and the Pro All-Star Series. That's kind of a, a double dip of long-distance racing with the 100-lap Pro All-Star Series event and the 150-lap NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour event. The Valenti Modified Racing Series is going to open their season on Saturday. This is just one of those weekends that if you have a camper in New England, you want to be there. And I, I don't have a camper. I drive back and forth, you know, 35 minutes or so every night. But, man, it seems like as soon as you get home and get in bed, you're getting up and headed yeah. back the next day because there's so much going on. You just don't want to miss it. Yeah, you need uh, one of those old-time vans with the little top, camper top on it, uh, old VW vans or whatever they were. Uh, that's that's what you need for a weekend like that. But, yeah, it's it's just if you're a modified fan especially, I mean, how many different, there's like three or four different uh, divisions of modified racing taking place there. And it's just the, the only thing I miss is the super modifieds who aren't a part of that particular uh, weekend anymore. That was always the big season opener for the supers as well. But, um, this is just one of those weekends where, like you said, you just, it's racing overload almost. I don't know if I'd say racing overload for a race fan. Cause I love all the racing that goes on, but let me tell you from past experience. And I've done this now with the icebreaker and the Sunoco world series is actually worse. There's actually more races on Sunoco world series yeah. weekend to end the season, but I've done this icebreaker probably six times. This will probably be my sixth or seventh now as a journalist heading to the icebreaker. By Sunday night, when you close your laptop and get in the car and start it up, you are worn out. There exactly. are so many stories. Yeah. If you haven't been to Thompson lately, the walk from the paddock area to, to the grandstands is a healthy walk. It's not, uh, it's not like walking down to your local convenience store that's 10 feet away. It's a decent walk, too. So I'm going to get my exercise in, walking back and forth from the paddock area to the press box. And my notebook's going to be full. By the end of the weekend, there are so many stories, so many feature stories you could think of for drivers in new rides, drivers opening the season. Uh, and, and a quick glimpse, Tom, the entry list for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. I can't say everything about it, but this is going to be one of the largest fields in the history of the icebreaker uh, coming up on April 8th. Wow. That field of NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour cars is stacked with talent. Uh, and I, I mean, I have no idea. We were just talking about the pass race, Jacob, and the amount of cars that could win that one. There are easily 10 to 15 cars that could win the Icebreaker 150. And backing up a second, we've seen the last couple of years that whoever won the Icebreaker has kind of propelled them to a good season. Doug Kobe did it in 2015 en route to sweeping all four Thompson races and winning the Wheel Modified Tour Championship. 2016, the breakout first win for Timmy Salamito. Uh, and his number 16 team, they really had a good run that day and kind of propelled him to a couple of good years. And last year, a guy that's returning to competition at Thompson Jacob, who missed the Myrtle Beach opener, Rowan Pennick, returned bowler racing in the iconic Old Blue number three back to victory lane. This race really has a lot of storylines, but the winner of the race always finds a way to be in contention for the championship when the season comes to a close. It seems like it, and there's a few guys that I could put under that potential category, but I do want to ask first, Kyle, since you're kind of teasing at it and don't give away any top-secret trade secrets, but I'm curious. We had 
about 30 cars on the provisional entry list for Myrtle Beach and ended up with 26 or 27 on the property. Are we talking more than that for the icebreaker? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd be shocked if there wasn't more than 27 cars that take the green flag. Uh, <laughs> we're actually getting closer now to pushing the entry list, looking like we may even be sending cars home um, from the from the icebreaker. We're, we're over. We're up at 30, a little bit over it right now. Uh, we're still, what, a week out from the race. I know there's still some entries coming in. I, I'm not going to say we're going to get to the point where we're sending cars home, but I think this is going to be a full Thompson field. Uh, I think, you know, the way I see it, we're going to have 32 to 34 cars that are going to take the green flag for the Icebreaker 150. What is the listed field on the entry blank for the Icebreaker? Yeah, so the listed field on the entry blank is 36. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know that we're going to get all the way up to 36. Uh, there's still a couple guys that are questioning whether they're going to be there. And I think them hearing, you know, over the last couple of days that there's going to be that many cars may influence somebody's decision. Uh, I'm not the only one to be teasing that either. Josh Renata, the, the general manager of Thompson has tweeted that uh, he actually says that this may be one of the large, one of, if not the largest field in his entire tenure at Thompson. Uh, so That's great. this field, this field is going to be stacked. Uh, and you know, those people that tell me the NASCAR wheel modified tour is not healthy. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Uh, right now, this modified series is pretty healthy up here in New England, and well, they are really ready to get going at Thompson. Uh, we've seen John McKennedy, who won down in Myrtle Beach. Uh, there's been some questions, Jacob. Is he going to go to the Thompson Icebreaker? That kind of wasn't one of the races that they had planned. They're definitely going to the Sizzler. Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, you talked to Tommy after the race at Myrtle Beach as well, and, I mean, you'll tell us, too. It was one of those things. He says, hey, I'm not planning to be there. Uh, but John's hoping to get something together that he can go. I know Tommy can't go. That doesn't mean that John can't throw the 7NY on his car and run it in Tommy's stead. Just saying. Right. And that, and that's you know that's what I expect to happen as well. Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if the winner of the opener for the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour didn't get to the second race somehow. Uh, you know, And John kind of said to me after Myrtle Beach, you know what? We're waiting the championship standings. I know it's race one of 16, but we got to be aware that, you know, this this could be something we want to look at trying to go full time. And I know they've both got commitments right now, but you never know how things can change in racing. Right. So uh, I expect to see McKennedy there. Uh, and the other guy, Jacob, that I'm expecting to return, well, who's definitely going to return other than Rowan Pennick is Ryan Priest. We didn't see him at Myrtle Beach either because he was running in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Tom. Uh, but he is back in NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour competition at the Icebreaker. Yeah, that's going to be fun, too, to see Ryan back in action. Now, I was going to—I was sitting here thinking as you were talking about how big the field is, how stacked the field is, and how healthy you believe that the tour is right now, which is fairly obvious, I think. But... Um, how much of that do you think has to do with the new bonus programs that are in place and, and how much uh, that that wheel and extra effort that was uh, sort of dropped on everybody right around the first of the year or so? How much do you think that with the extra purse money has played into these extra guys feeling like especially that they could even travel south and still be OK to run all the way down here to Myrtle Beach? Yeah, I think that's definitely a factor. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the what Tom's referencing, for those who don't know, is the Wheelin' Winner of the Race program uh, where Wheelin' tabbed 
three thousand extra dollars to go towards the winner of each race, and three grand is a lot of money. Uh, I don't have to tell anybody that. Uh, but there are also some other bonus awards that are given out this year that have been increased as well. So yes. the purse for the races is a little bit higher than it's been, and I definitely think that's a factor. You know, these guys are going to the racetrack; they're spending all the money to get there. Obviously, they want to get at least some of it back. You don't get in the business of racing because you want to make money. Because let's be honest, the business of racing doesn't may often make a team or a driver a lot of money. Uh, well, at least at our grassroots level. Exactly. Uh, but for a short track guy to go to Thompson to compete in the icebreaker and pretty much break even or come close to breaking even, that's about all you can ask for. And I think a lot of the guys in the field, uh, especially the you know the first 15 or so cars, are probably going to come close to doing that. And I know there's a lot of other fees that come involved in racing, like sure. the hotel and the transportation. But strictly the car getting on the track and the car coming off the track with the money you get, it probably covers a, a pretty good amount of the cost. And that's definitely what we want to see, not only on the grassroots level, uh, but that would be nice to see up in the cup level as well. I know uh, they were just talking this week. We've had the controversy with the pit guns on pit road and all the costs that NASCAR is trying to save teams. But at the grassroots level, you find a lot of guys that are maintaining their modified out of their garage in their house uh, with very little room. And they're finding a way to get it done. These are real grassroots modified races like Tommy Baldwin, who's back in wheel modified tour competition as a car owner after he watched his dad do it for many years. So uh, look forward to the rest of the season. Look forward to the icebreaker and talking next week a little bit more. Uh, and what else is going on there? There's so much planned for that icebreaker weekend. No doubt. All right. Thanks, Kyle. We appreciate that. Kyle Souza from Ariana Racing News. Of course, also the NASCAR Home Tracks Wheel and Modified Tour PR uh, well, PR person and our correspondent as well from up in the New England area. We appreciate Kyle coming on every week and talking with us about what's going on in those divisions. Looking forward to the icebreaker and, of course, the Easter Bunny as well. With that, we step aside. More of the Stock Car Show coming up just around the turn. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the show presented by HMS Motorsport right here on the voice of motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. We'll be right back. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. 
HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network as we get down to the wire here the last half hour or show of the pro half hour or so of the program tom baker jacob sealman chris murdoch cisco scaramuza and hunter smith along with bill holt behind the glass of the carolina school of broadcasting punching the buttons like a pro and joining us via the race chaser hotline because we have hot news this literally is Hot off the press, just announced. It's not hot news. What kind of news is it, Jacob? Breaking news. It's breaking news. And Bailey Curry joining us on the show. This may be the first time we've had the pleasure of having young Bailey on the show. And I'm I'm excited about it because I've been impressed with what Bailey's been doing in the truck series here. And uh, so welcome to the program, Bailey. We're happy to have you on. Uh, Bailey Curry, of course, a Texas racer who is known for late models. And of course we remember him from the legends cars going way back to the summer shootout days. But um, now Bailey, you are getting an opportunity. You've run some truck races. Uh, Tell us what's going on with you in the Xfinity series. Oh man. It's a, it's pretty crazy. You know, is this deal just together? You know, Uh, I mean, if you told me last year, it's what I'd be doing. I'd call you crazy. Well, you you would be the first one to call me crazy, and I promise you, son, you will not be the last. Uh, but uh, the opportunity coming up for you to run for uh, B.J. McLeod at your home track, so to speak, uh, Texas. Um, yes, and I'll add a little bit of background here because, actually, he was just at Martinsville Speedway on Monday helping out the 83 team, Cop Motorsports, on the truck side, and... I have to admit, I'm a little bummed because there was no prior indication that something was coming. So that there's a little knock in the shoulder for, for next time I see him. All right, so circle back and tell us a little bit about how the opportunity came together for you to drive for BJ in this eight car. Because like I was just saying, uh, Monday at Martinsville, you didn't give me any indication that this was coming. It seems like uh, this has all come together in a good way for you pretty quickly. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we try to keep things pretty quiet before uh, we go and announce it because, you know, you never win. never know if something someone wants to back out or something like that. So I try to wait until it's fully confirmed to go ahead and put something out there. But, I mean, I guess the way it came together is, uh, like I said, I was working for Wick, Rick Ware Racing, going road crewing for him, still working for him now, working in the shop. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really doing much driving then. And I told them I drove, and they kind of put the connection together with Cop Motorsports where I ran that truck, and, you know, BJ drove Rick's car a few times last year, and he kind of, you know, put us together, and uh, now we're going to Texas. How special is it that you get to make your Xfinity Series debut at your home racetrack in NASCAR? That's got to be a feeling. I I remember uh, a while back there's pictures somewhere on our Race Chaser Media Facebook uh, from the battle at the big top. You ran there on the front stretch in a Legends car. Now you get to run the big track. Oh, it's it's honest, it's crazy. I'm I'm so excited to go back there. I mean, I haven't raced there in years, but I just remember growing up racing on that little quarter mile on the front straightaway, just dreaming, dreaming and hoping that one day I could race on that big track and you know the NASCAR Top Three Series and being able to do it now is pretty surreal. Talk a little bit about the opportunities you've had so far in the Truck Series for those in our audience who aren't familiar with you and kind of what the experience has been. Oh, I mean, it's been awesome, you know. The run on the cop motorsports, you know, DJ's a real great guy. Gives gives me a uh, best truck he can every week. Uh, all the guys out there work real hard. We still got our sponsors back from Texas supporting us, like the same sponsors from late models, you know, Trasco, Constructors, Baja, Industrial. You know, all those guys always help us out a ton. Just trying to keep this ball rolling, taking the races I can get, and uh, seeing how far we can take this deal. What is it like for you now? You've got a holiday week this weekend, but to know that in about eight days from now you're going to be on track at the mile and a half in texas has that emotion started to set in yet or is that one of those things where it won't totally hit you until you're walking the gates in a week what you're about to do i don't know i mean it's definitely hitting me now uh you know but the truck stuff we still you know wasn't that big of a deal to me mile racetrack you know same old deal you know we ran vegas in the truck and that was that was a really fun experience, just being able to race on track that big, feel in the air, things like that. And uh, been running Texas on I racing a lot, so uh, I'm just anxious to get out there. I know you're anxious for it, Bailey, and I know uh, you're excited. Talk, if you would, real quick about the uh, sponsors that have come together to give you an opportunity to run for BJ in Texas. Oh yeah, man, Truckers, they've for years. As soon as I started getting into big cars, I probably I don't know eight years ago running modifies around Texas. And, uh, you know, they stepped up, decided to help us out. They've helped a few guys out there in the past. And uh, and then Baja Industrial, uh, you know, they he helped me out. You know, he's another short track guy runs around there in Texas. And, uh, you know, he started helping me out with DJ stuff. And that's kind of how we got that deal going. It's actually a Facebook message. kind of funny. He's telling me good luck one time and, you know, spurred that friendship and got that deal going. So, I mean, I just can't thank those guys enough to give me the opportunity to be able to run at Texas in an Xfinity car. I'm really excited. Bailey, uh, it seems you're a student at UNC Charlotte. Uh, Maybe we can get you into our studios in Mooresville at some point and talk to you a little longer. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. Well, we'll have to uh, get with you and get that book then. Bailey Curry, thanks for taking some time to uh, appear with us on the Stock Car Show here this evening, and we wish you all the best with that opportunity at Texas. That's awesome. We're definitely pulling for you. We hope that you have a great run out there. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. That's Bailey Curry. And, uh, Jacob, I always love to see a young driver like Bailey getting an opportunity 
Uh, he's a driver that doesn't bring a lot to an opportunity. It's kind of a situation where he's uh, impressing people, I think, with his ability to drive a race car Absolutely. or a truck and and, uh, and make it work well and just be smart. So it's great to see uh, somebody like Bailey get that chance to go out and move up and see what he can do in the next series. It's going to be great seat time for him, for sure. It really will be. You know, that's a deal much like what we saw happen middle of the week and another news item that we can correlate uh, kind of a parallel to, Tom. Much like the opportunity that Chad Fincham's going to get to drive in the Cup Series for Carl Long here in a couple weeks at his home track at Bristol Motor Speedway, another case of a team believing in what a younger driver can do behind the wheel of a race car and giving an opportunity. And I feel like sometimes just with the way the business aspect of this sport has gone from a financial standpoint, you just don't see as many of those kinds of opportunities anymore. And it's refreshing, I think, in a way to see kids like Bailey, like Chad, get these chances now with teams that are just looking, Tom, for uh, for the right opportunity. Well, and Chad is, I mean, I would say at least to a certain degree, Chad's a bit of a proven commodity at Bristol. He's won there in the K&N Pro East Series and, you know, has run well there in the opportunities yeah. that he's gotten in the Xfinity Series. So that's really cool to see Chad getting that opportunity as well. And again, you know, this isn't necessarily opportunity to go out and run for a win, but it's really just about getting seat time and getting an idea of what the next level up is all about so that, you know, when the opportunity does come, which I hope it does for both of these youngsters, eventually Chad and Bailey, um, they'll be ready to go racing and, you know, and know what they're in for. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Uh, to be able to get the opportunities, to be able to get the seat time, Tom, as you mentioned, and to learn what they're going to be in for when they head to these other tracks. And I feel like Bailey's time in the truck will help him when he goes to the Xfinity car in Texas because they're kind of similar oh, yeah. mile-and-a-half tracks in a way. He's at least going to know a lot of what the air feels like and going to have a sense for what he's looking for, even though the arrow between the trucks and the cars are a little bit different. Well, and, you know, another example, too, this is a great example of networking, a great example of building relationships, a great example of meeting as many people as you can. And, you know, here he was working for one team, you know, and now he gets the chance through a mutual connection to go and run an Xfinity race. So, you know, it pays to be uh, the type of young person, if you really want an opportunity in this industry you got to be willing to do the hard work for it. And there just aren't, Hunter. I see so many young kids that have the talent. They just don't want to work for it. Yeah, that's that's everything. And we talk about the networking. You need to be there. Yep. You need to be with these teams. You got to be, be willing to the, do whatever it takes. You have to be in the right spot and work for work for free. You know, the, yeah. the, the, you, you have to. You got to get your foot in the door somehow. So, Absolutely. You know, um, any way you can get in. 
Yeah, sweet, sweet I mean, floors, do whatever you have to do. That's exactly right. I mean, Chase Briscoe came down here and was sleeping on a couch yeah. and sweeping floors for Cunningham Motorsports and ended up in the car, goes, I wins a championship. Now look what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, that really is, at the end of the day, this is where we are now. I mean, you can like it or dislike it, but it's yeah. either adapt or perish. Yeah, you, you got know. a couch I could borrow, Tom? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> just, just don't sweep the floors at Hendrick because then Steve will fire you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. With, with that, we're going to take a step back and let you listen to some other stuff for a couple of minutes. And when we come back, we'll have the lightning round, and who knows where that goes with this cast tonight. <laughs> Stick around. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, right here on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. 
I'm Dalton Sargent. You're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Hunter Smith, Chris Murdoch, and Cisco Scaramuza all gathered around having some fun talking motorsports. And I just um, got on Twitter and uh, I said, so Eastern April Fool's Day around the same day this Sunday. What you got for that one at the Orange Cone? If you've never... If you're a Twitter person and you don't follow at the Orange Cone, you must go do that like right now. Keep listening to the show, but go follow at the Orange Cone. His response, I'm coloring two dozen eggs, 22 of which will be boiled and two that won't be. That is very much uh, something that the Orange Cone or New Beginnings Cone, as he's calling himself these days, uh, would say. So uh, he had a brand change now, Tom. Well, that's according. Of course, he changes it every week. It was, I think, it was there was like a um, NASCAR goes west cone, and then it was now it's New Beginnings cone. It's still at the orange cone if you want to find him. But uh, I just thought that was worth reading on the air and really interesting that we get Easter and April Fools on the same day. I don't know that two holidays have coincided in a while and. These are two really interesting holidays to coincide. So, um, so they could be a very interesting day on social media with the creative minds that are out there. With that, we get into our uh, final segment here, which is a lightning round. And we traditionally just kind of go with the flow here and throw some questions around the table. And Jacob's raising his hand wildly. So um, I bet he has a question. No, I don't have a question to start, but I do have this because something kind of leaked that NASCAR may not have wanted to leak, but since Uh-oh. it leaked, we can talk about it. Uh-oh. The entry I, I list think I know what it is, officially for the icebreaker popped up on Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park's website. A Oopsie. little inadvertently, yeah. Oops. This would be the wheel and modified oops. tour entry list. Yes, correct. Yeah, that okay. would be the NASCAR wheel and modified Fun. tour entry list, and they are thirty-four cars strong as of Not now. Surprise! We yeah. alluded to that earlier with yes. Kyle Souza. Tom, this is gonna be stacked and i love to see some of the southern teams you see eddie harvey bringing burt myers up for this race brian doza actually bringing two cars up for this race one for himself one for andy sice oh wow i love it uh it's gonna be fun and then of course you've got all the northern stalwarts your doug Kobe's, your timmy salamitos ryan priest making his first appearance of the year in the six car and the question of the hour, is John McKennedy on the list? The question of the hour answer is yes. In the seven. In the seven. Is it the Baldwin seven? Well, okay, here's how NASCAR ownership works, for those of you who are not sure. Even if John McKennedy brings his own car to the racetrack and puts a 7NY on it like what Tommy's car has... The listed owner, even if Tommy's not on the property, would be Tommy Baldwin because it's the only way for the car to accrue owner points properly. So basically what happens is even if it's John's car, he writes that Tommy's the car owner on the entry blank, and then they score points towards the owner's championship. So NASCAR allows you to... It's not lying technically. Well, technically it is. (laughs) Uh, NASCAR allows you to sort of stretch the truth. 
It's the land of make-believe, Chris. But uh, I, in this case, I support it because I want to see John McKennedy be able to run for a driver's championship. on. The and tour. I want to see Tommy Baldwin win an owner's championship. That would be fun, too, Chris. Yeah, and um, just before we get off into the, the, the question portions of this segment, I, I want to do uh, take the time to mention something that I saw via the Jacob Seelman Snapchat today uh, that I approve of very very well and Careful, that was the family show the, the deuce uh that is going to be the rusty wallace throwback scheme for brad keselowski this year oh. at darlington that ought to be cool which uh, one rusty we're, we're had like seen, 10 of them 1990 the raymond we have seen oh wow so many stout throwbacks so far this year and i i know repco mentioned the throwback races earlier and i just didn't want to go through the whole show and not mention how cool that car is going to look out there on that track at Darlington. It's the red, black, and gold car, Tom. The very last one that Rusty drove for Raymond Beetle before he left to go to Team Penske in 91. Well, I'm sure Rusty will be very excited about that. And Rusty tweeted he was excited about yeah, it or so Facebooked or something. I can't remember which of those social medias I saw it on. But that's pretty cool. And, yeah, I agree. The throwback races at Darlington, the throwback aspect of the last few races at Darlington has, I mean, you don't need a gimmick to make Darlington exciting, but it certainly has made it even more exciting. I mean, just the memories that come out of seeing all these cars and especially for those of us who have been around a while and you know lived through the 60s the 70s the 80s 90s up to now it's neat to go back and see some of these old paint schemes again and just sort of let yourself go back to when they were actually racing hunter and you know we've had so many just phenomenal throwback scheme ideas over the last few years and this is just another one because i love that car that rusty drove um when it was black and gold i think that's going to be awesome to see that in penske trim yeah absolutely i love that weekend darlington's one of my been one of my favorite tracks for a long time uh, as a as a nascar fan seeing the throwback weekend is so cool i I, I, for one, am 22 years old. I didn't get to see a lot of these cars run personally, yeah. but you know, I absolutely love the history of this sport, and I love looking back on that. And it's really cool, even from a younger fan standpoint, who you can go back and you can read the stories of these cars, and you can hear where all the history came from. And you know, my personal favorite to this point has been the Marty Robbins throwback from Kyle Larson. That's been yep. my absolute favorite one. Um, just being a huge country music fan and um, and NASCAR fan as a whole. So I think that's been my favorite card throughout this whole gig that they've been doing with the throwback weekend. But And see there again, now that, you know, again, my mind goes all the way back to the 70s when Marty was racing. Yeah. And here's a little known fact. Marty was originally the 42, gave it up when Kyle Petty came into the sport, mm -hmm. went to the 24, and then I believe, if I remember correctly, he was still doing a little bit of racing, um, not much. When when uh, Jeff Gordon came into the sport, and I think I think he gave that up, mm -hmm. or maybe he had just stopped. But um, but Marty was just one of those classic. This is what racing used to be: a country and western singer who yes. just likes to race could actually go and get a couple of cars. And just go out and have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what he did. That, that's exactly it. And that, that's the roots of this sport. And I absolutely, you know, we love the roots yep. of this sport. And it's, you also and have, to look right. at, you have to look at, too, why Jeff Gordon had that number. I don't know if 
you know, you know the story of the Well, yeah, originally it was going to be 46. 46, but then, and then the movie, uh, the yeah. Days of Thunder movie came out and trademark rights. And, and you make a good point, because for the younger generation like yourself, and basically everybody on this show but me, uh, <laughs> um, you know. Hey, who you were the one who said it, not us. Well, hey, <laughs> true. I have no problem with that. You know, it gives you all a chance to look at a car and go, gosh, I don't know where that came from. And then you get the chance to go research it and learn a little bit yeah. about the history of the sport. I love Dale Jr. for just that reason, because he's like all day today. He was tweeting about old races he was watching today. Yeah. You know, so I think that's so cool that we do that. OK, and I'm I'm kind of so into this topic now that I'm going to go around the table and just simply ask this question. I'm going to start with Jacob. Your, oh, you your mean f- the other guy who pays attention to history? Yes. Okay. Your all-time favorite throwback. Go. Oof. Since they started the program? Sure. Oh, wow. That is actually a really tough question. I'm going to have to go with Tony Stewart's Bobby Allison throwback from a couple years ago, the Coca-Cola throwback. There you I go. Loved that car. For me, it's between that and the Miller Genuine Draft black and gold Rusty Wallace car that Keselowski drove. Those two, for me, just stick out. The Allison car, because it's from some of my favorite old VHS tapes that my dad used to have tucked away in storage, and I would watch for for hours when I was a kid and the black and gold car because I remember it flipping at Daytona end over end over end over end over end in 93 yep well uh, I'm still waiting for the AMC Matador throwback by the way uh, (laughs) Hunter that that uh, that was such a unique car in in its time and also the subject of a song watch out for the Matador sung by Bobby Allison himself on the original NASCAR goes country album I'll, de- I'll definitely say I like the throwback of the, of the Bobby Allison car but I think the team themselves had the best throwback with the pants and everything with that whole deal when when they ran that coca-cola car yes I, I think that added to the added to the pizzazz of that car. So I'll give you that one. Okay. Bill um, just submitted his favorite, by the way, the Kyle Petty, Kyle Larson, Mellow Yellow 42. Yes, love that one. Watch that car win at Watkins Glen one year, actually, with Kyle driving it. Um, so, Hunter, you're you're basically echoing Jacob's sentiments, or you got one of your own? Absolutely not. I'm not echoing Jacob's oh. sentiments. Uh, that would be just crazy. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He wouldn't think so. I would follow you blindly, Jacob. Don't worry. But Oh, uh, that, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, no, but I just said it. Um, my favorite throwback is the 42, okay. uh, the Xfinity car, when, no, when Kyle Larson oh. ran Marty Robbins. Uh, when he ran right. Marty, okay. the Marty That's Robbins right. car, okay. Um, just from a uh, you know a sentimental standpoint, the stuff I'm interested in that was one of my favorites. I would have to say um, that a couple of the the Dale Junior ones that he ran as well, the the Grey Ghosts and uh, those schemes that he ran too were pretty neat. So, Cisco, I'm gonna go outside the boundaries here because of course I am. My favorite throwback scheme is what Josh Berry ran last year at the Cars Throwback 276, which was a throwback to Kelly's car that she used to run the late models. (sighs) 
Okay. Well, we were talking about Darlington throwback schemes, but well, all right. Well, that counts. I'm sorry. The cars race counts because yeah. those were some great throwbacks, and well, some of them were, threw back to NASCAR entries. We could do that when we get to the cars throwback race later. Okay. Um, Chris Burdock, you got a throwback from Darlington that is your favorite. Um, Let's see. I do, and it's hard to pick because I've pretty much loved all of Denny Hamlin's throwback schemes from over the years. Uh, but I want to say Kale Yarbrough's throwback scheme uh, when he ran that one. It was, uh, it was a pretty cool car. Yep. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it, uh, seeing it go around the track. But Denny Hamlin, I think, for me, has won the throwback scheme so far. He's just bit, he's he's dug way deep back in history to pull out some good cars. Well, I, I agree. I agree. I think one, Jacob, wasn't it him that did the Ray? Was it him that did the Ray, Ray Hendrick modified? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, yep. That's yep. clearly my favorite, but the Gray Ghost is a close second. And Hunter mentioned that. I yep. always loved that car for Harry Rainier that Buddy Baker drove to the Daytona 500 win. I have an actual answer, by the way. Okay, Cisco, you got about 30 seconds. Jamie McMurray's the, the, uh, the uh, nighttime scheme. The McDonald's. The, uh, the old bit Bill Elliott oh, throwback. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Bill, Bill Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, that was throwback. cool. Okay, that was a great question, and all of those bring back memories. Jacob, I think it's time to close the deal. Yes, it is. Thanks to Mike Garrity, Megan Kolb, our social media partners at 3 Wide Life, as well as Bob Steele, Sue Mason, Bill Holt behind the glass, pushing buttons, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible. We want to thank Hunter Smith, who we're glad has come down for yes. the week for being in the building with us. We've missed him. We may have to revive the fit stop soon. Actually, correction, Absolutely. we will have to revive the fit stop soon. So, for Tom Baker, Hunter Smith, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall. Folks, and if you're headed to a racetrack over this Easter holiday weekend, be safe, and we might just see you at the racetrack. Folks, have a safe racing weekend. Good Good night. night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.